Gaming on the Frontier. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of saying, hey, that game you've been playing, it ain't like that. What? Who changed everything on me? Wait a we're, minute. We're just going to flip the script, flip the table, flip the house. Flip the Wilson. Yeah. Everything old is new again. Yeah. Yep. Turn over that rock. Yep. Anyways, uh, welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week, we are talking about... Should some games be actually virtual reality ver- uh, versus what they seem to be? Uh, and uh, we already talked about detecting whether or not the game you're playing as a player is a virtual reality environment uh, way back in episodes 48 and 49. Oh, geez. So we talked about how to do that. And I do recommend that you go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, because they will, of course, you'll be uh, would would help inform you about what we're talking about. But specifically, uh, uh, the uh, my co-host wanted to say, you know, raise the question of whether a game like Fringeworthy or a game like Hardwire Hinterland, and I myself would would also like to bring in the op the option of um, uh, Weird Zone. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, these games <sighs> in particular. Uh, raise the question of is this you know you know is this actually a, a virtual reality situation and you're and and all these experiences that you have in the game uh, outside of, of of you know perhaps the portal that you go through initially at Bridgeworthy um, are they are they not really real are they really just an, a, a virtual reality and is that better see because if it isn't better you don't want it to be true right. Yeah. Okay, another advantage of a virtual reality is, is that you can choose whether death applies. And that mm-hmm. is where mm-hmm. the healing and the de-aging comes in. Yes. Because okay. they're sitting so you there. not only can live forever, you live forever as a younger version of yourself. Yes, you not only, what what is it they said, one year per hundred? So there are people who look 50, 60 years old who've been there thousands of years. And also, you are... Like and there's you're probably 60. an upper limit. There's probably a point where you just literally don't get any older. Well, yeah. And and let's see here. Let's go to health. Here we go. Uh, Yeah. Few serious diseases other than fevers. Wounds don't infect. If stitch and clean, a wound will heal in days. If a gunshot victim doesn't bleed out, they'll clot and begin to regenerate within an hour. Lost limbs regenerate in months. If you're 65, you regenerate into a healthy 30. Cancer goes into remission and eventually vanishes. Birth defects heal, bones knit weeks. Most with severe physical or mental disabilities become normal within a year. Heart attacks, blood pressure problems, or stroke are virtually unknown. Yeah, basically they're trying to maintain these people here, but human beings are still human beings. You're going to have those people out here who wish harm upon others, and the hinterland has done its best, real or virtual environment, to make sure that these people stick around as long as possible. They okay. don't die from but, aging and disease. But Jonathan, yeah. Okay, mm. what kind of ecology are we talking about here, where where microorganisms don't take advantage of open wounds that you know uh, that basically are intelligent people walking around are basically just given a pass by any kind of of natural. And we know that there are predators in this world, okay? Yeah. Any kind of predation that would be normal. It's the, it's the reason why people say that zombies really couldn't exist, because without the body engaging in its constant battle against bacteria and parasites and all kinds of things like that, constantly rebuilding the body up, we would literally just start, we, we mold, essentially yeah, disintegrate. We- Within a relatively short period of time, as dead bodies do. Yeah, I mean, even um, in the World War Z books, they had to make a special note of the fact that the the zombie virus kills off most 
bacteria and and things that would de- degrade the body if but even right. then not all of it right so we have we have people walking around in a world where you know we, if you kill something it 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 doesn't just stay good on your counter for for two weeks. You still have to refrigerate it. You still have yeah. to cook food. You still have to do a lot of things. Okay, uh, but it's um, you know, but but people are given a pass. Uh, and when I say people, I'm also including all of the intelligent animals. Yeah, like living creatures are not affected by all these bacteria and everything, but dead creatures are. Yeah, that's a very that's very selective, and yeah, that that makes me want to again say digital, or it, at the very least, highly, highly, highly yeah. altered. I mean, it's you know, it literally, this is literally your poop doesn't stink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, you know, and 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 I'm not saying that, that in the hinterland poop doesn't stink. I'm just simply saying that is it. It's kind of like things are so advantageous for the people who live there. You just kind of like you know. I, I must be in heaven because mm, yeah. you know somebody has has ordered this world and so, that I can have all these advantages. And if I really don't want to do anything, work hard again for the rest of eternity because it looks like we could live forever, I really don't have to. I, I can make a garden, you know, out of in the wilderness on one of these environs and lose, live there and 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 just fish, you know, and you know, and it doesn't say the fish jump on the hook, but you know, it's it's pretty darn close. Uh, I mean, it's just, there's just, and, and if you don't, if you, if you don't pay attention, okay, you'll turn around one morning and Restorkies will, will have made a, a full blown grocery store stocked with shells. So you can just take care of, <laughs> take care of business and you're fine. You know, as long as you yeah. harvest too much of the store, they keep, uh, you know, the maiden ants will come back and, and, and put back all your cans of soup and stuff like that, that you, that you replace, that you have consumed. So, I mean, it's just amazingly advantageous for the people who live there. I mean, these are, you know, it's almost as if like somebody really wants them to live there, you know, which is not surprising considering you make a left turn and bang, you're there. So, you know, and um, so yeah. it is very much a Shangri-La. But I'm saying this kind of thing is not what you normally look around and say, okay, you know, most universes, you know, as we conceive of them, are relatively indifferent to you know, the, the people who live there, if you're lucky, you're the, the result of, of, um, millions of years of, 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 uh, you know, just, you know, by the skin of your teeth evolving, See, that's, you know, I, I would almost say borderline hostile, like every universe is borderline hostile to life, but yeah, yeah. so I'm not even borderline. I mean, <laughs> the, you know, once you get outside of our planet, okay, the universe is, is very hostile. It's full of radiation. It's got things like black holes. It's got things that are hurtling along so fast that a grain of sand will hit you like a 50 caliber shell. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. There's no air. (laughs) It's It's either too hot or too cold based strictly off how much sun you're getting. Exactly. Exactly. Can you you find shade real quick? Right. So, you know, Earth is a wonderful place for us because, I mean, and arguably we have evolved in that environment. So therefore we, we're, we, we basically, uh, you know, evolutionarily speaking, you know, I, I mean, evolution does not have a plan, but I'm just saying is, is that if you don't, if, if you don't have to fight something, you don't fight it because you have other, other battles to fight, like getting food. So you don't have to worry about, you know, you don't worry about gravity. Okay. You use it to your advantage. Okay. And, you know, but most universes are very indifferent to the creatures that live in it. All right. At best, you might find an equilibrium with the universe. Okay. The hinterland is really, you know, edged in your direction. You, yeah. It's, you're really it's stacking the deck so much in your favor. Yeah. It, it really is. And so, you know, it's. Uh, and, and that's what you'd expect out of a virtual reality where, you know, the, the, the people get to, to decide, you know, how bad your life is going to be. And, of course, they've decided that your life's going to be very good. You know, um, and, of course, the, the, the greatest the greatest danger in the hinterland is, Trav? I would probably say people trying to fight over resources. Well, just people. Yeah, just, yeah. 
people. They, Why they we can't have own, nice they, things? Yeah. They bring their own issues with them. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and for every person who's a decent person willing to whatever, there's some other person who just wants, you know, wants something else. You know, it's uh, and and isn't want doesn't want to take no. But that's where the thing is stacked against them because it's like, oh, uh, give me what I want or I'll shoot you. Uh, okay, well, you well, better shoot straight because well, yeah, otherwise that's that, you're not going to get a chance to try again. Yeah, that's that whole thing. That first shot better drop me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's pretty hard for that to happen, too. I mean, you know, it, granted, you know, we're a lot more, in real life, we're a lot easier to kill than... Well, yeah. A, yeah. Matter of fact, it says, while accents are common, only a few individuals would die from fire, gunshot, headshots especially, or severe trauma. Right. Yeah, if you get shot in the arm, yeah, it'll, you know... You lose a hand, it grows back. Yeah, in well, I mean, this is a great world to be a pirate. Okay, you get in all these battles with each other, you know, with swords, you know, and I mean, assuming of course the carnal wills let you do it. But I'm just saying, but it, you know, maybe maybe the pirates on an inland ocean, you know, inland sea on one environment, so there's lots of pirates, you know, and you know they they're fighting back and forth. They prey on each other as people go across it. You know, and uh, and they have these battles, okay? And people get stuck in the eye, or they got fingers lopped off, and and stuff like that. And and yeah, the the docks come out, and they just clean, you know, uh, uh, just mop it, at, mop the eye socket out, and they 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 lop off the uh, the shattered limb, and they do whatever, and stitch up this, and stitch up that, and a couple months later, you're got everything back. So you got I mean, the ba- so you got the baby hand there, like in Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I'm just saying, is this is this is a, what a wonderful place to to in, indulge your uh, uh, your passions in, because you know, and and like I said, you know, people tend to congregate in places that they like. So yeah, it's perfectly reasonable to find an environ that has like a big uh, inland ocean, okay, with pirates on it. And the and 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 there's like you know uh, 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 Tortega. There's there's all these you know places and 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 and, and yes the you know the 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 ladies of the evening are there voluntarily yeah <laughs> and and they're they're drinking and whatever and and I I mean somewhere in there I imagine somewhere on that island is probably a big pile of gold that they're then using to buy stuff and. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I would, it would be a thought experiment to just try to figure out the, 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 uh, uh, the money system, the, uh, uh, the, the economic system of that type of environment. Yeah, you know, how would you do that without just hand waving everything? But you know, the point is, it's, it's a great place for that. You know, and, uh, and again, it, it could all be done by with, you know, you can hand wave it all way with Pico nanobytes. Uh, you know, I'm using Pico Nano, but basically, you know, uh, uh, you know, subatomic microscopic machines. Yeah. They literally can build anything out of anything, you know, uh, but you're not allowed to do that. No, they give you things to make, you know, uh, ridic- the, to, to get things ridiculously easy. You need steel. Okay, fine. Go out there and dig up like, you know, a couple of, of buckets full of steel, pour it through this kind of plastic frame and 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 uh you know uh quarter inch screws drops out the other side mixed yeah. in with the dirt <laughs> it's just like or no uh, what's what's the one in uh oh god what is it let me uh new pittsburgh where it's like oh yeah we got this machine that's it's the processor and right you dump in uh, shove raw iron and bauxite into one side. The other extrudes steel, copper, or aluminum in either a scalable I-beam shape or 10-foot by 10-foot sheets at 1.16 to 1-inch thickness. It also releases heat, water vapor, and common red bricks as a byproduct. Right. So, so you get all bricks. sorts of building materials. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just so convenient, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, there's a lot. I mean, you know, it, uh, 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 Melody called it the Shangri-La. You know, yeah. Yeah. Richard wanted okay, and and that's perfectly fine. Yes. Okay. We're just talking about whether or not it makes more sense as a real place or as a virtual reality. Okay, and you know that's why we're talking about this. So, uh, 
So we, we, we've talked about you know the fact that you can establish rules of of, of reality, you know the way think certain things act. Okay, just by fiat. All right. Uh, we 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 have uh, areas where uh, you have distinct systems of separation where things should be mixing, but they're not, like the weather patterns. Okay. Yeah. We have. Uh, uh, you know, we, we have language. The language problem just completely disappears. Uh, we have people who are so are incredibly healthy for no good reason, especially people who've been sick their entire lives, have genetic malfunctions, and they're all taken care of just by being there. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you know, resources are scattered, uh, you know, in, in such a way that people are are for uh, are forced to rely on each other you know and but but the gathering of those resources can be an an adventurous activity okay uh so these are all other things i i'm i'm sure you guys have you guys thought of some other things that makes more sense as a game you know a virtual reality than as a real reality that's the thing as you were relisting re all these things i'm sitting there going this is just termalur and minecraft <laughs> this is just this is just Tremelern Minecraft. Oh no! As I said, it's a social experiment to the Commonwealth and Tremelern. They made it as a game. Yeah. Let's just put the. You know what it reminds me of? And I know Bruce has read this, and if not, I will be greatly surprised at you, sir. Jonathan, maybe Philip Jose Farmer's River World series: the ethical oh. scooping up all of humanity, manufacturing new bodies from their manufactured souls, dumping them on this world in generally the same area and just have at it I, that's on my list i know that's what i need to yeah. read so yeah. and before they did that they did the gates of, he did the gates of creation which is where you had all these little pocket universes that were connected by gates and you mean the world of tears yes yeah 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 okay yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah i was like wait a minute hold that on. was kind of his, i think that was his like you know his proving ground for his concepts and then he came out with the river world Oh, yeah. Oh, no. River World is one of my, uh, and it's that phrase that Z says, I'll die on this hill. It's one of the best series I've ever read. It's really a very good series. Oh, yes. And again, these people live forever. They never Yeah. yeah. And, and also children. They don't get they, old either. Yeah. yeah. They have the thing about lack of aging, fertility rates here, one birth per 500 normal births, and children, more children drop in than are born. In the River World, they just said no, and all the foods are just, ant, you know, anti-fertility chemicals yeah to avoid because they would be born without what fans which they called souls unless you know you had the ethicals in the dark tower up at the north pole of this planet go yeah we need a wafan generator here we have the wafan storage but nothing if they want to make new babies yeah right. well you're not yeah. explaining the fact that the wafan is a device that actually creates souls yeah, they 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 and basic and, yeah. and people when they're born get a, a fan from the device that's on a planet, you know. So so later on they can harvest these people. And, yeah, when um sperm and egg meet, the wafan is formed and then it builds and grows as the person grows is born mature then dies and just oh look they, we take a but they don't record. have that on the river world so that's right. why they don't want any children. Yes, because, and, as as Travis said they but anyways that's a, that's another series it's an excellent series. Uh, you, um, and, and, and again, you know, like, you know, you know, river world and other things like that, you know, in Fringeworthy, you know, you have these wonderful opportunities to bring people from all points of time and space together, uh, and form an adventuring party. Yeah. In, in, uh, in Fringeworthy, you do it by basically alternate earths where the, Time is 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 retarded or advanced, and so people, and in all other ways, they're just like the the planet you left, and so therefore you you have can can snatch uh, uh, these people like you know uh, oh uh, you know like Samuel Clemens or uh, uh, you know the, Richard uh, Francis Burton or I was gonna say uh, yeah. you know one of the emperors or you know so. Um, no, no other ideas about advantages of, of being the oh. reality. No, most of them, from what I see, are due to you know the rules that are put in there by the person who created the environment. Okay, you can do right. this, you can't do that. Right. And yeah, a lot of times it can be really cool things, like in the hinterland, 
injuries don't last, defects get cleared up, you know. And I noticed that's a, a thing with Rich because he did it with the fringe pads, constant fringe travel. You got younger, diabetes cleared up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people who have, you know, have a, you know, long-term health issues, this is, this is one of their dreams. Yeah. And, you know? and we know Rich had his issues with his heart and everything. And, you know, yeah. Quadruple bypass, I mean, a planter after a, a hospital. Yeah. Well, you know, we had <clears> a yeah, condition yeah. at his birth that yeah. was treated with radiation and everybody else who got that, that treatment died. Yeah. So okay. he kind of, he, he did not. So, you know, he has been dodging the statistics, you know, his entire life. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm amazed, you know, uh, you know, bless the, bless that man that, that he oh, lasted yeah. as long as he did. Yep. Considering all the stories he told me about things that had happened to him. And I was like, you know, uh, I, I myself have been blessed with with good health, you know, uh, with very few issues. Yeah, you know? same here. Knock on wood. And, as I, as yeah. I so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, but pe- but you know, people that are like that, especially in fandom, you know, you notice that they they tend to have these idealized, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, avatars. Yeah. And, you know. They're, they're they're prettier than the average. They're healthier than the average. That would yes, we they're call them adorable Mary, than Mary the Sue's. Yes, Mary yeah. Sue's. Yeah. Well, they, well, everybody else can be a Mary. If everybody else is a Mary Sue, are you really a Mary Sue? When everyone is punk, nobody's punk. Yes, I know right. of that saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and I, I'm saying is that you know the the whole point of the Mary Sue is everybody else is normal, and you're like this this you know. Um, Excelsior version, yeah. you know, so. you know, like Cap- Captain Chaos and the Cannibal Run, dun dun dun. Yeah, um, no, right. but we, we knew that Rich had his various health issues over the years and everything. So right. I noticed it as a theme that okay, yeah, in Frenchworthy you're getting younger. Then, okay, in Hardware Airland, yeah, and, okay, yeah, it's it's because what we know, what we knew of Rich. So yeah, right. um, but yeah, yeah. the yeah. I I'm not really. Yeah, I think we've covered all the advantages. Of- oh, no, no. I, I asked if you guys had thought of any more. I have more. Yeah, I, I haven't. Uh, nothing else has come <laughs> to mind right now. Oh, I'm sure once you open your mouth. Oh, geez, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. But the only yeah. things I can think of is is if we take this idea and move it to uh, apply it to the French path as well. That also explains a lot of the weirdness of the French path. The fact that the laws of physics are just so, so not real. And it's geared yeah. toward protecting transit i mean you know electricity right. is gone except for bioelectricity how, how do yeah. you cur- how do you turn off all but just bioelectricity you drain it off and by the way uh, bioelectricity is also gone in the sense that a um uh an electric eel cannot shock you right. on the fringe external test. electricity can't be yeah 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 but... Exter- externalized electricity you know uh or internalized if you're a robot you know, cannot oh, yeah, be expressed. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and here's here's the crazy thing about that. Okay. I don't have a problem with that, except for the fact is, is that there is no transmission of heat whatsoever. Normally, if you went and drained all the power out of something, you know, just like someone shines a light on you. Okay. That transfer, okay, cr- causes, you know, either cold or heat to occur. Okay. Usually heat. All right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, you take two, you know, two chemicals, you put them together, you now have a fully functional battery and, you know, and, and it should like be able to power something. But if you were, if you were to immediately walk back, well, uh, if you were able to test it, okay, you'd find it has no electricity in it. So all the ion change and something like that has already occurred instantaneously with no you know, with, with with no heat being generated by the passage of atoms from one anode to the cathode or whatever, you know, I'm just saying it's just it's just magically done, you know. Yeah. And of course, you know, you hand wave it away and say things like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, you're really in a kind of a quasi-dimensional space," and and ghost fingers, you know, from other dimensions are just plucking all mm-hmm. those those uh, those ions, those electrons away, so that you know it's it's not like that at all, and. <laughs> So, and I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I mean, uh, way back in the day I, when he said that, I was like, where's the heat? I don't get it. There's no heat. I mean, if you went through and suddenly it got, your, you know, your batteries got really hot. I mean, I can see when you go through the portal, 
because as you said, there's a translation effect going on. Mm. So therefore they could literally go and take away all those atoms, move things around, do stuff. So that when you bring, get to the other side, your battery's flat. It is in the version that it would be, you know, as it should be, you know, after it's been fully discharged. Right. But anything that you do on the fringe pads itself, there should be, you know, there should be some kind of a sign that some kind of a process is taking place. Let's say electric eel shocks, but then it's really super hot. The electric eel literally cooks itself by setting off its own electricity. Ah. Oh. That would be believable. I would be like, okay, something just happened there. He's not going to make that mistake again because he's dead. But I'm just, or if he survived, he's probably not going to do it again. You he's going to be like, limping away, going, oh, I need to do that. But it's I'm like stupid. a dog with a bark collar. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not going to happen. You know, be, and, and likewise, you know, if you were to, uh, uh, I don't know what you you, you take the uh, the the. The, the rod and you strop it over, you know, uh, a fur rug or something like that, you're supposed to end up with all these ions and touch people and zap the snot out of them, except it doesn't work. Okay, why, if you doing this back and forth, anything, it should get really hot and stuff like that. So I'm just saying none of that happens. It's all just perfectly fine, no change. It's just like atoms don't exist. You know, these things don't exist. And... You know, so yeah, that's that was sort of the thing that when I first started playing Fringeworthy, I had to really go and say, okay, it's super, super science. It's Arthur C. Clarke rule. So yeah, and there's that. And and you know, and same thing with like nuclear material. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. And uh, you know, the 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 biggest thing that helps is the whole having to go through a portal because is because it's very obvious that some translation effect is going on because if you have two people that are walking in exactly opposite directions through a portal, they come through different places. They get like diverted one, you know, three, two feet to either side. So you're, you don't come through the same distance away from the edge as you went through. Right. It, it handles traffic control. Yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, it's being translated, okay, to the other side when you come through the portal. So, and you're doing it simultaneously. So, some kind of translation, and and by tra- I'm talking translation in the sense of geometry, where you move something side to side is called translation. Yeah, right. Okay, we're not talking about language. If you're trying to tell a story, okay, then um, in a rather than just living in an environment, all right then a virtual reality is much better because essentially the reality is working toward getting that story out, getting that story to you or somebody who will react to it. You know, much like when John talked about the story verses. Yeah. If you go into the story verse, you're stuck there until some piece of the story is done because you're immediately going to be incorporated into it. And if you try to leave, then things are always going to be getting in your way. Circumstances are, you know, like, yeah, we're going to head to the portal and we have to rescue a princess or a dragon appears. Or, right. Yeah. Storm appears and all the all the ships are are, are kept, you know, at, you know, it's, you know, are, are kept in port. You see, yeah. You, can't, you know, uh, and there's always something that, you know, and. And so that's one of the that was one of the identifications of of a story verse, okay. But it's also in a way an identification of of, of some types of uh, virtual reality because, again, unless the virtual reality is just to create an environment for people to do whatever they want to, if they if the builders actually do have a story that they're trying to get out uh, uh, or a set of stories, uh, then they're going to create opportunities for you to advance the plot. Oh, wait, just came to me. Check my math on this. Story verses are virtual. You have worlds that are, it, it's a it's a mixed bag. The fringe paths could be a mix of, yes, this is real reality, and the story verses are virtual, where the things come up and it's like, oh, the storm blocks you from getting back to the portal. Oh, you got to rescue a princess. Oh, look, a dragon. That could explain the story verse, that those particular worlds are indeed virtual realities that you are digitized into. Right. It could be. Okay, usually one of the tests in Fringeworthy was can somebody, can we find a Fringeworthy person in this world 
and can we take them out through the portal? Because if we can, then that means that the, the, the storyverse must be creating somebody and literally creating the person as they go through. Yes. You know, and, and so they can exist outside the universe. Of yes. The story. Or okay. they would just do, oh, your crystal may glow, my dear knight, but I cannot leave for I'm a princess and must stay in my kingdom. You know. And oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. More of the, yeah. So let's knock the princess out and, you know. Yeah. And carriers. <laughs> yeah, the there, there's, and there's good interdimensional relations. Yeah, there's no and, interdimensional And, and, and of course, there. you know something's going to happen because it's a story verse, right? Yeah. Right. It, it's one of those questions that can't be answered because everything about a story verse keeps you from basically testing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, you know, but yes, uh, it's possible. Okay, you know, it's, uh, it's that's why I said is that there are there are we we presented in forty eight and forty nine a whole bunch of ways of testing whether or not you know th these things are you know and you know and in you know as 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 like Clark said sufficiently advanced technology you know is indistinguishable from magic. But at the same time, is that if you keep running into one after another after another impossibility that everybody accepts, but they none of them are supported by anything, eventually you're going to have to go and say, "There's too many you know, changes to this reality." Okay, it's 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 got too many holes in the matrix, too many glitches. Yeah. So you know, um, and and yeah, if you run into like just a constant one silly thing after another happening, you know, uh, then that don't, don't seem to be supported in any way that he, then either, you know, like I said, it's, this is a constructed world that is following certain rules, but they've added, they've got stuff that's adding, you know, like Shoreleaf in a star, uh, an original Trek. Okay. Suddenly something is appearing out of a hole in the ground and, you know, and until you get a chance to examine it and realize it's really just a humiform robot, you know, it, it looks real, but there's, you know, when you get to examine it, you realize that, you know, it's just a mannequin, you know, then it, it, it doesn't work. So I, I'm just saying is that eventually these things would fall apart like that if too many things like this happen. And well, the hardwire hinterland is really, really close to that. Oh, no, it, how it's many it's tip tan. Is it uh, what? What's that? It, it's tiptoeing, like uh, RDJ said. It's tiptoeing, big man. You got to learn to yeah. strut. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you have well, what what the you know your typical logic class. If you have too many inconsistencies in a system, the system will crash. And it doesn't matter if it's a computer system or otherwise. Just you have too many faults and too many glitches and bugs in a code. After a while, the machine's going to crash. It'll just you know uh, term. System cascade, just where, and just, yeah. You're talking about cascade failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I knew cascade was somewhere in there somewhere. It just depends on 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 whether or not these systems are designed to act independently of each other. If they're relying on each other, then yeah, you can have some serious problems. You're gonna drag one down with you. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, okay. Um, the only, like I said, the the only other one. That I uh, that comes to mind uh, really obviously to me is you know uh, new old New York. I love the concept, but it just makes me shake my head because this is a world in which it's like 1940 and it's got flappers. It's got you know all, it's it's you know it's people who want basically New York City right after World War. Two finished and everybody came home. But uh, uh, 1930s, so like the 30s. Okay, yes. World War One. Okay, the point is that the, you know the 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 um, uh, uh, the the crash is over. You know things are building back up again. You know lots of opportunities. You know newspapers are booming. Skyscrapers are going up. Yeah. All this stuff's going on. Ten years goes by and, and they everybody flipped the calendar back to 1930. Yeah, 1930. <laughs> And everybody acts like it's 10 years earlier. I'm like, but what about the buildings you built? What about these things? What about the kids you had? Because not everybody's sterile, okay? How do you actually do that? You know, and I never was able to wrap my head around it. If you actually could pull this off, I mean, you literally go and the day comes, they flip the calendars back, you all get up and go back to the last place you lived, 
and 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 the person who's in there gets up and leaves and goes somewhere else. I mean, what what do people? I don't know. I yeah, mean, let, let's he, see. Um, it says keeping it simple. New old New York tends to keep trends in technology in the 1930s. They like that way. The visitors are expected to get into the spirit. Cars, cabs, subway, streetcars, and just plain folks on the sidewalk. The city never sleeps. Leftover vehicles are being restored and converted to run alcohol. The styling on these is late 1920s to early 1930s. And yeah, it's just, it's a mindset thing more than anything. They just, yeah. they like New York in the, because it was uh, bah, 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 bah. found by a 1936 cruise ship crew and colonized by New York refugees. Yeah, so it's just, okay, it's, it's Manhattan in the 30s. We'll just keep it that way. We're not going to try and build a World Trade Center. We like this era. It's what's familiar to us. So, yeah, it's because the original cruise ship crew was dropped in there. And yeah. to them, it was home. So, yeah, I see why they keep it. It's just a matter of okay, but it's it, familiar. That means that sociologically, there's got to be a lot of rules, which is, is that you only replace. You don't build anything new. Yeah, because in 10 years, everything has to go back the way it was. So therefore, you can't ever change anything. If you're living in a brownstone, that brownstone is never going to be demolished. It just has to be repaired. Well, remember, that's where the, the maintain ants come in. So no, they, be they don't they don't do that in buildings that are occupied. And it's just, this is a city. It's going to be occupied. Well, the thing is, it's only 200,000 people and it's Manhattan. Everybody's not going to be it'll be maintained while they're at work. Because people go to work, they come home at five o'clock and they'll find, oh, that hole in the wall has been fixed. Or, oh, the plumbing was dripping. It's not dripping anymore. The maintenance will do that when the person's not in the apartment. So that's how I, the buildings are maintained. I disagree. But okay. the point All right. still is, is right. that there's going right. to be a lot of people whose job it is to maintain this city. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you, you come through and you're, you're going to have a, you know, a lot of people there's going to be a, a top heavy version is what I'm trying to say of people that do maintenance versus people that tear down, build new. Well, yeah. They, I mean, you're, yeah. What it's only 200,000 people live in that city. Even in 1930s, there was more than 200,000 people in New York city. There was probably already damn near a million, if not in, in the thirties. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that uh, I'm not going to look you're, it up. You're going to yeah. have a, this, this, just a portionally larger number of plumbers, uh, welders, uh, masonry people. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying because they're not, you know, they're they're not going to, you know, they're they're going to be basically replacing everything with an exact copy of what it was originally. Well, yeah, and that's where the trade comes in. You know, you're going to have this, you know, and and forgive our New York area listeners here. Yeah, I got this. I got this sink here leaking. I need a three-quarter picnic flange to keep it from leaking, or it's going to be all over the basement here. You know, just and yeah. so they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna keep up with the same parts. They're not going to advance. And again, that's just the mindset that people live there. And it says right. visitors are expected to get into the spirit. In other words, you yeah. move there, you're going to be living in the the decade of the 1930s New York. Right, your Earth. your toilet's going to have a tank above, and you have to pull the cord on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's and it's and, the, and now and the, I'm remind, and the pipes and are going to rattle, and you're going to have to power. You're going to have radiators, and yeah, yeah. you're going to yeah, and but you're now, expected. It says visitors are expected to get into the spirit. Yeah. You're going to be. Yeah. There's going to be one job that is going to be super important. It's going to be new, and probably quite a few people are going to be involved, and that is archivist. So there's going to be a lot of people whose job it is to go around and take pictures and do drawings and things like that so that they know exactly how to keep them maintain. Oh, you're going to have, yeah, you're going to have the, the hall of public records is going to be just, yeah. And you're going to have these people. Okay. These are floor plans. These are blueprints. This is, you know, how, and, and you know that they're going to try to standardize all of the things because, yeah, we need to have all the sinks with the same parts so we're not ordering 15,000 different parts to fix all the sinks in a building if something happens to the water. We need to have all the pipes, the exact measurement. Yeah, you're going to have that relative uniformity. Right. So there will be changes, but it would be toward uniformity within the same, you know. And that's uh, just, yeah, that's just. Mil I, I don't want to use yeah. you because it's such a large, that's a large number. But I'm saying within that small section of, 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 uh, of technology, a historical yeah. uh, appearance of technology. Yeah, that, that means that nobody's going to have a tel ever have a television. But however, right. everyone's going to uh, have a radio. Yeah. yeah, radio, telephone, and primitive TV. So you're going to have the TV with the small round screen that everybody's. No, yeah, no, that was that came in the fifties. 
Uh, in in the listing, it says primitive TV. Yeah, well, just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they 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 were they're willing to make some allowances. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you're not going to have with with the cross pollination of cultures in this game. You're not going to have pure cultures. This social experiment is. Yeah. What happens when somebody from 2045 decides to live in 1930s New York? Let's see what happens. And you find this person dealing with radiators and ice boxes and yeah. yeah now you know one of the things that works against the idea that this is a virtual reality is the fact that that, that you can you know that, that things like televisions which are essentially anachronistic to that time period do still work so you know if you bring in a ipod into the area because you're a visitor you may not be showing it around right and you still have it on you but does it work you know, if it was if it was truly a virtual reality environment, it might not. So, you know, if suddenly oh, that is something. Yeah, the rules might say, okay, this is, and we'll use the progress levels again, like I do for OGL. Um, oh, this is a PL four thing. Fine, anything PL five or higher, you your cell phone's gone, your iPod's gone. If you have any type of, you know. Oh, that, that'd be, well, you wouldn't need a pacemaker, so that wouldn't be a problem. But yeah, it might be, the virtual reality might stop that stuff from working. Yeah, ooh, that'd be a, ooh, yeah. That's where I'm kind of iffy. I was like, I, I would see the whole sort of universe having its set rules, but I don't know if each environment would have its own well, separate I mean, set it, of rules. Well, it, it is with the weather. It already is that way with the weather. Remember, weather's different on each environment. Eh, that's true. Yeah, see, yeah, you could just, okay, next logical step. If we're trying to keep a certain amount of tech level going, yeah, certain things will not work. You're not going to have a fusion reactor in New World, New York. You're not going to have a PL-8 gravitic generator the size of a marble powering your plane. You're, you have to fly in on the DC-3. Maybe. You try to fly, yeah. I so, mean, it doesn't say that the tech that's taken from, um, well... Uh, and it's well, no, yeah, you're right from, because from from uh, uh, um, I've forgotten the name of the place. Noram. Uh, Noram. Okay, doesn't work other places. Uh, some uh, storylines I've done it has has said it does. Now, magic cost, however, you know the, the yeah it, it, it the magic that's in magic toss is so toxic. Yeah. That they, you they have to bleed it off before you can let this stuff go off. Yeah. yeah. They they pretty much say no. We don't like magic anywhere else in the hinterland because. You know, that's that, and that's well, how that, you take care that, of it. That, that's Rich saying, okay, you want magic in your game, you're going to pay the price. You're going to have your bag of holding, you reach in and it bites your hand off, you know. But the University of New York, yeah, about the, the tech not working, yeah, we can, uh, it works in conjunction, New York Public Library on new technology and the salvaging of knowledge. Yeah, in New New Jersey, they specifically have. This is what we, yeah, New, Jer New New Jersey has become the center of salvage technology brought back to the Hanelin's core. Yeah, so it's not a hard and fast rule if you were to do a virtual environment. It's, we just don't want that newfangled tech here. We expect you, please try to blend in. Well, that also kind of applies to the idea of a social experiment. It's like, you know, yeah. hey, let's see what happens when you have some people who want to stay in one tech level and they have to deal with people who are, you know, moving all up and down the scale around them. Yeah. Yeah, you have the cybernetic enhancement. Here, put a cloak on so they don't see your your lobot ears. You know, you know, Lando's yeah. cyborg assistant from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, right. So yeah, it, it, they would just say, yeah, can you put a, you know, you got those diodes on your head here. Put this baseball cap on here. Here's a Yankees cap. Yeah, put on this baseball cap. Look like you fit in. Again, apology to yeah. our New York listeners for my bad accent. Right, and yeah. and the the final the final reason is is not so much in the game itself. It's it's really more of a philosophical point of view, and mm -hmm. that is is that Rich called this place a science fantasy. Okay. Yes. But when I think of science fantasy, I think of something where everything is normal except that. There's like one thing different, you know, you're in, in science fiction, you're allowed to break one rule of reality for the purposes of the story. So you have, th so like in a science fantasy, you might have telepathy or you might have faster than light travel, or you might have some amazing um, battery or whatever that makes ray guns work. Yeah. Okay. So, but 
that's it. You get the one thing and you don't get anything else, okay? Because if you do, then it's no longer science. It's just fantasy. Yeah. And so I consider the hinterland so far in the direction of fantasy. It's no longer science. Okay. So in order to reclaim that name, uh, by putting it in a virtual reality, we basically are just saying, well, it's all just programming. Yeah. And it's and therefore it's still science. It follows rules and stuff like that. And we don't have to worry about reality because you're just you your mind is existing within these sets of rules and it's being supported and everything is copacetic. So and then that way the hinterland can still be a science fantasy. Yeah. Without you know, without the issues that I just brought up. So that that to me is one of the best reasons uh emotionally uh, for for me to consider the hinterlands to be a virtual reality rather than a true reality of a a, a, a different type of, a different and again universe. and again because it is canonically linked to the fringe paths that brings up the thing of okay the fringe paths might not all be digital but this one place if you manage to go through the portal from the paths to the hinterland you are digitized and put in. You come back, your body is given back to you. Right, and we know they can do that because uh, one of the uh, possible fringe things is you go through the portal, you end up, your body basically disappears, you end up in the mind of a creature on the other side. Yeah, so it's, it might be a rectification it's, of a, prob a, a problem portal issue. Well, I'm, I'm saying the French path is perfectly capable capable of storing your body safely for an, a, an extended period of time while you go and have an adventure. Yeah, and it so could be forever. You decide to live on this world, well, your body is permanently in stasis in the system. And if you die on that world, in the case of what we're talking about, your mind goes back to your body and your body then reappears out of the portal. So you, you essentially can be immortal this way. So pop back through. It's like, and now or you're another body. Oh, you can't die permanently. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. If you uh, if you go through the fringe paths and okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. You you'd have to be a fringe worthy person to make yeah. this happen. But I'm just saying though, is that there are ways of living forever. You know, uh, in on the fringe paths. Well, oh, yeah. Dealing with the bio enhancements of going through fringe travel. Yeah. So, anyways, it's uh, so. That that was basically, you know, my list of why uh, I, you know, and I'm sure there's other things I haven't thought of yet. And I, I and niggling in the back of my mind is the whole animals are intelligent business. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that uh, cats are 90 percent of all cats are intelligent. You know, human intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> and they, and they may they may look like cats or they may look like you know somebody in the show Cats. Okay. Or they could literally just be a cat girl with ears and, yeah. a, and, a, and a cute little twitchy nose, yeah. you know, and a tail coming out of the base of their spine. I mean, little little paw, little little furry paw paw bits on their hands just to make them cute, cuter. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, they they can be, every animal can be like that, and there's a huge blend of them too. It's not just one thing or another. You don't have, you know, it's not like we says well. All the cats on this world look like X, okay? No, there's a huge variety. Okay. Oh, no, it, it, the FAQ here are animals in the hinterland anthropomorphic or not. Do they have real hands or wear clothes? Can they stand upright? Answered, the degree to which hinterland animals should be anthropomorphized, if at all, is, a, is best aside by individual GMs. And then an addendum. Richard Hulk envisioned them by being like the animals in Oz. But the earliest illustration from Baum's book showed the cowardly lion is a quadruped while reissues had animals more like the humanoid ones from stage play and movies. Perhaps some get the full Monty, some get a half makeover, and some are left smart but thumbless. It's the hinterland land after all. Yeah, so you could have various levels of mutation within the... Yeah, they all get human intelligence. Well, it's like in, in my game, uh, my friend Gina is playing her character who is symbiotically linked with a King German Shepherd. He was already sentient. Now, I'm bringing an NPC... A spider monkey from the new old New York Bronx Zoo who, after a year being there, he got, you know, shunted with when they built the Bronx Zoo, you know, all the monkeys got brought along. Basically, boom, the entire swath of New York, okay, and full zoo with animals. After a year or so, he became sentient 
and so yeah, it he is a spider monkey, but he's got full intelligence. He can speak. He's tool using, and like in the hinterland, he became a pilot, navigator, and aviator on New Akron. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's that gradation of how you want your animals to be. The one combining thing with capital A animals is that they all have human level intelligence. They are sentient. Yeah, their brains okay. upgrade, so to speak. But I mean, this this is like shades of a uh, a mass effect where they have the one race where they can mate with anybody, but they always produce their own kind. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And and they just use the, the 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 genome of the of the person they're mating with to act as a randomizer for the various expressed effects of their offspring. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, the, the fact that you have such a wide variety of a single type of animal is you know, is it does not follow any rule of, of evolution, of genetics, or anything else like that. It, I mean, it's a randomizer for okay. This is the program, whether it's real or virtual. Yeah, this is the randomizer. Oh, this animal. Yeah, it has the percentage yeah. chance of gaining sentience. Okay, this animal starts changing form. You might have a pet dog that was in the car with you when you made that left turn. And you crash on the shore and the squids take your car and you rescue your cat. Over the course of the year, this cat starts mutating and it starts speaking. Its paws turn into hands. It starts gaining a primate physiology. Yeah. You know, that could happen. This is and- Brian from Family Guy, okay? He's, he's, it, it, when he does his backstory, his mom was just a dog. His siblings, you know, litter mates, we're all just regular dogs, puppies, yeah. okay? Yeah. But he... Was intelligent, you know. He, yeah. ha, you know, has the ability to read and uh, all the other things that he does, including be attracted to female women. So, uh, mm, yes, you know, like Stewie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, is it this silence, is what mutt? It, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> this is what it's like in the in the hinterland. Is this, yeah. This, this is a crazy, mixed up kaleidoscope of of of, of what you know, what passes for genetics makes a lot more sense. You yeah, know, I as, would just say a, it, a it's a random fantasy. program. Yeah, it's a program yeah. that just says, oh, this, okay, this this spider monkey that gains sentience, yeah, it stays a spider monkey. It just, the vocal apparatus change and the brain becomes more human-like in form and function. All right. But, yeah. Okay, but all that said, all right, it doesn't change. It doesn't change how you play the game. It changes. It gives the GM probably an unprecedented level of freedom that they may not have realized they had. Okay, knowing this, if you say it's really a virtual reality, I can make changes to the game, and it's not going. You know, it's you know, Excuse uh, me. And, and follow the intent uh, of of the game, and don't worry about things like physical laws and things like that because yeah. it is a virtual reality. It actually is in, in uh, enabling for the GM. Okay. As far as the players concerned, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, I don't think you're going, you know, unless you're basically a nuclear physicist playing a nuclear physicist who has, has to figure this out. I think you'd probably go mad. <laughs> oh no, they've even said that that a lot of that they figured with how the world is laid out, somebody had a really sick sense of humor and likes to spend their Friday evenings in bars. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm just saying this, but for most players, you know, um, it's it's just a matter of what crazy thing are they yeah, gonna find just, on the just next go environment. With it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just gonna go with it. Yeah. And and yes, you're gonna use what's available and you know, you're gonna take advantage of the opportunistic types of of things that either the the events that happen or the things you find or the the you know uh when, when you know when you know in, in England's darkest hour there will be a fish and chip store you know because so, the maintenance will you know the, because the restorkies of the maintenance will build one for you yep you know it's just I'm just saying is it, it's all you know, in the you know and even when they give hard rules like you cannot travel from one place to another in a boat because uh, you know, because the squiz will take you down or whatever. Then he mentions that there's this one sea captain who yeah, somehow the, made a deal with the, uh, with the whale. He's, yeah, with, with the whale. He's, and he's a, the carnal whales. And he's yeah. allowed 
to travel between them, you know, and I think there's even somebody with a somewhere with a um, um, a submarine. I, yeah, I the, the the Goliath, the aircraft carrier from like 1930 something. Yeah, and one of the Carna whales bumped his head into it swimming, and as the captain Byron Sarnet, I think it is, looks down, and the whale is up there going, "What is this? What did I just?" And he's more freaked out that the whale is speaking. And so they got to talking, and yeah, the yeah. whales. Well, that's the guy that's basically for a boat, but I thought there was also a submarine. But it doesn't matter. The point is, is that whatever rule that's in the game, basically, Richard said, you're allowed to break it. Yeah. <laughs> there will be exceptions. Yeah. You know, and all you have to do is make a good story. Yeah. So, um, and that's and that's what, and, and, and the fact that the, the, the game is more about making good stories than about describing a a, 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 a science fantasy tells me that it's a it's really a, a virtual reality. I just realized something with running this campaign with uh, Carrie, Gina, and Fur. When I drop it on them toward the end of the campaign, yeah, you've been digitized. That left turn, you were turned into a program. I'm going to end up single. <laughs> Fur's going to be like, you motherfucker. Yeah, just, I already see this. I happening. would recommend not telling them that. Yeah, I think I we'll just keep it. Yeah. Looking, you know, basically looking like butter wouldn't melt in your mouth when someone says it. Especially, <laughs> especially if they've listened to this episode. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm already wondering, yeah. as much as the Hinterlands has stacked the deck into the hands of the, at this point, I'm just going to call them players. Yeah. Uh, of this digital MMO. Um, even those who do somehow manage to die probably just respawn on some other environ far, far, far away. Uh, on the up, they go to the... Yeah, that's the idea. When you die, you just end up on the opposite environ, totally new, and yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's an option. Uh, it's, not, it's not listed. It's not... No, no. It's in the game. Yeah. So, but you can do whatever you want to if you really want to keep characters alive that are dead. Yeah. You know? Likewise, they could be reincarnated as animals with a capital A. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, as I said, I'm doing the spider monkey pilot navigator and mechanic. Uh, basically, imagine a mixture of Rocket Raccoon, Frank Rizzo from the Jerky Boys, and Frank the Pug from MIB. Sounds awful. Yeah, wait, I tell you what, I'm going to get this wrench. I'm going to cave your skull in, Jerky, if you don't get this plane fixed. I got to make this delivery to New Old New York in two days, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to have so much fun playing this character. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I might end up single again. Yeah, just, just throwing that out there. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, uh, why don't you bring us to a close? Yeah, I think we've given a lot of of good supporting evidence to the idea that definitely the Hardwire Hinterland is probably a virtual world. And some leanings that the French path itself might be digital. And I'm realize now as we get to the close of this we haven't even talked about um weird zone weird zone yeah yeah that'll be something else for another time maybe add it to the topic list yeah <laughs> we hope everyone's en enjoyed these ideas and can maybe build upon them explore them a little bit deeper if you want or just leave them as a mystery i mean that's again this is more for the gm to kind of help justify because i know in a lot of cases we i know a lot of gms like to dig into the the details and get everything right. Is the physics right on this? Is does this make if sense? The rules don't say you can do it. Uh, we're not going to do yeah. it. But yeah. Jonathan, I just want to say something. Next time you come at me like that, send a town car, please. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. But then, yeah, if 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 you've got this, at least this one justification that oh, it's a virtual world. So many options have open up for you, and now you don't have to worry about the the crazy rules or physics of your world because eh, they're made up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm beginning to hear the, you know, the whole lead into, you know, uh, MST 3000. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you worry about, you know, those other science facts. You really ought to relax, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Don't stress it. Yeah. Uh, if you have, but yeah, if you uh, incorporate some of these ideas into your, game definitely let us know how do they let us know trav that would be fans of the gaming on the frontier podcast on facebook fringe worthy rg rpg fans on facebook uh if you want to throw in something for bureau 13 bureau 13 agents everywhere we are available at tritechsystems.podbean.com itunes 
Uh, we are now available through Spotify. I don't think there's a comment section, but you can get this there's podcast. Rating, I think. What? I think there's a rating. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, well, as far as contacting us and letting us yeah. know what you did with all this information we've been saying, those are the various venues that I know of that we've had. And of course, contacting us on social media, if you know us, we'll be more than happy to answer questions. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to us ramble on, hopefully coherently, uh, for the uh, uh, last two hours. And well, that's uh, where the editing comes in. Yep. And uh, and we will have more for you under strangeness and hope and hopefully even more interesting. Uh, but you'll have to wait until next week. So until then, this is Bruce Sheffer saying. There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.